This is CliffCentral.com. Here's a powerful thing. I mean, it's got a lot of firepower. If you can figure out a way to wrestle that fear, to push you from behind rather than stand in front of you, that's very powerful. Multiplying leadership, moving society, the millennial way. You don't want to end up going after goals and dreams and neglect yourself. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform with your host, Bongani Tao. Take control. Take control of your city. This is the instrument of your liberation. You see, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you did. Identify yourself to the world. Use platform. Okay, by the sound of that, you already know that you are on the biggest youth platform in on the Cliff Central um, network or Cliff Central media platform. It is the youth leadership platform with your host, Bongani Dao, at Simply Bongani across all social media platforms. And as promised, every single week, every single episode, we bring you the best of guests with the biggest ideas and transformative principles um, of leadership that help move society the millennial way. Today, we're talking um, purpose and success with a very young, established uh, a business uh, man who's only 24 years of age, runs a, a couple of uh, restaurants, uh, is in property, just um, invested in mining as well. Yeah, you heard that right, 24 with all... <laughs> Uh, all of that um, under his belt. Uh, I will not take the honor from him introducing himself. Um, kindly step up to the mic and, and, and give us your name. Yeah, uh, I'm Kivit. Uh, yeah, like uh, you have said, I'm an entrepreneur. Sure, yeah. sure. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform. Thank you for taking the time and, and joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, Bongani. Awesome. So we'll jump straight into it. Um, let's 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 define a way. Uh, purpose and, and, and then move from there. Yeah, purpose is the understanding of uh, an individual's cause for existence. Sure. So understanding why you exist okay. and why, uh, uh, what is the intention of your existence. Sure. And I believe that's very important because whenever someone does not know their cause uh, of existence, then they are unable to know what they're supposed to be do, Interesting. Uh, doing uh, throughout lives. Yes. Uh, to, uh, throughout their lives. And when they do not know what they're supposed to be doing, they then obviously they become ineffective, unproductive. And when they are unproductive, they become unfruitful beings. So it's, it's, it's always very important that uh, we, we, we never separate purpose from success because there is no success with uh, success is actually the daily fulfillment of one's purpose interesting uh, it's 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 continuously every day 
day waking up, doing what you were supposed to do on earth, the way you were supposed to do it on earth, so that you can get to a greater goal, which is destiny. Mm. And destiny mm. is the mm. fulfillment of purpose. So, yeah. Sorry, sorry to, to stop you, stop you in, in, in your tracks. Speaking about purpose, let's, let's backtrack a bit and get to know about your childhood and how that purpose was formed. Where did you grow up? So uh, I was born in a small town uh, called Mount Frey in the Eastern Cape. Sure. I grew up in a small city called Peter Marisberg mm-hmm. in KZN. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most uh, South Africans, I won't re-narrate the story, but I grew up with an absent, uh, absent father. Sure. But uh, luckily for me, uh, that didn't destroy me because uh, I, I got to a stage where I understood that anyway, uh, my father's absence has nothing to do with my purpose. Sure. Uh, and that's where a lot of people lose it. A lot of people, when their fathers become absent or they suffer rejection or they suffer those type of things, they want to abort their purpose on the basis of the absence of a decision maker that you are not part of their decision making. Wow. So uh, I got to understand or I got to understand that even though uh, my father is my father and he is absent mm-hmm. but anyway he was he was only brought he was only brought on earth to give birth to me to be able to fill my purpose so my purpose is more powerful than my father's absence wow. what is uh, my father's absence has nothing to do with my purpose <laughs> so i focus on my purpose and that is what has the ability to birth my are you destiny. sure are you sure you're 24 i'm 24 yes <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a, an old soul stuck in a, in, a, in, a, in a young body. So you you run a couple of businesses. Yeah. Um, now that you've given us a, a, a very intricate understanding of what purpose is and how it translates into success, where where did you start? Um, you own a couple of restaurants now. You are investing in the mining sector. You are in the property sector as well. But where did it all begin for you? Uh, well, I started. Uh, I started in business when I was actually 17 years old. Okay. So when I started, uh, I started doing events in Peter Marisberg and I started off uh, launching a Christian magazine, sure. you know. Sure. Uh, and then that business uh, collapsed. Um, when it collapsed, I was about 18 years old. Then I started Kiev uh, Projects. I registered Kiev Projects, which is my holding company right sure. now. Sure. And then Kiev Projects, uh, started off doing company registrations, tax clearances for other businesses and so on so that, that was a business. form of bootstrapping for you yeah you know and it, it, it actually at that stage I think it was a great, uh, I bought my first car through that business Interesting. You know? uh, and that business grew and then when that business, uh, I had started to mileage on that business, then I started venturing into restaurants so the first uh, restaurant venture was uh, Melville Kawash and Chisanyama. Okay. Which uh my portion I, I, I used, you know, uh from also my previous business and sure, being sure. able to sure. ask for assistance there and there. And since then, yeah, I've 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 gone from one venture, then I fund the next venture, then I fund the next venture, I fund the next venture. 
So in, in, in terms of leadership, this is the youth leadership platform. So I, I would, I would interview you on miss if I didn't ask the, this very important question. What, what, what leadership, three leadership principles that have helped you? What are the three leadership principles that have helped you to um, be able to move from what successfully from one business to the next? And in, in, in so doing as well, be able to enlarge your portfolio of, um, uh, your, your, I guess your business network. I have a very strong principle of leadership that I say that firstly, uh, for a leader, sacrifice can never be subcontracted. Okay. So I believe that a very good trait of a leader is a person who has the ability to sacrifice. Sure. Uh, and the depth of their sacrifice is never burdensome because they understand the depth of the destiny and the people he's sacrificing <laughs> for. Sure. So, uh, I, I always say that's the first thing because you need to understand that uh, a leadership is just being a servant at a different position so leadership is you serving a particular people that will follow after you hmm. but you are actually serving them you're just serving them at a different position at mm-hmm. the forefront mm-hmm. it's servitude at a different position so at that level sacrifice becomes key so you need to be a person that's able to make sacrifice some sacrifices that people don't understand, some risks that people don't understand, some steps in a direction that people don't understand, sometimes being ignorant of the noise and what's happening around you because you understand that when you are able to sacrifice and take the stand of leadership, it's then in which you'll be able to birth the dreams and the dreams of others. So I always say very fundamental uh, principle, you cannot be a leader if there is no strong element of sacrifice. So sacrifice, Sacrifice, serving, serving, hard work. Hard work. Yeah. But uh, obviously you can never work hard if you cannot sacrifice. Sure, sure. Because uh, hard hard work gets inspired uh, through sacrifice, mm. you know. Mm. A person mm. who does mm. not have that main component of sacrifice can never work hard because hard work is not for the self is selfish, it's for the selfless. What's what's, what's your secret? What's your secret for success in um growing a successful um, small business in, you know, a landscape, in an e- economic landscape such as South Africa? Yeah, consistency. Consistency? Consistency. Break that even, down? Yeah, consistency. I always say this to people. You need to get to a level if you want to be successful where you are in, where you are consistent in effort, even in seasons where there are so many inconsistencies around you. That is when you build a successful business. When even when uh, seasons around you say all businesses are con- uh, collapsing, sure. but you became you become consistent in the effort that you put towards your dream. So I always sure. say that in a country like South Africa, where there are so many different dynamics, one thing that that separates the survivors from the non-survivors is the ability to be consistent. Interesting. Tell me this. Um, running such a, an expansive uh, portfolio comes with, with, with its perks and it comes with its uh, challenges. Yeah. What are, what's been your biggest financial mistake and what's been the biggest lesson from it? 
Yep. You know what? Uh, most of my biggest financial mistakes was, I'll tell you, I've invested in projects okay. without properly studying those projects. Due and diligence. I found that I lost money in sure. those projects. You know, I can recall one, uh, recall one just recently where I invested in a restaurant. I started a restaurant. I put in a lot of money, but I hadn't done a lot of due diligence sure. in that. And then it collapsed, you know. Hmm. So it, that was a big financial mistake for me, you know, and uh, but I always say this to people that uh, you need those financial mistakes so that you don't make the same mistakes again, because uh, entrepreneurship is more practical than it is theory and if you want to bypass practical with theory, you'll never survive, so you need those storms in your journey hmm. so that you can come out and you can say you are an entrepreneur, because the definition of an entrepreneur is someone who literally builds something from nothing, goes through the knocks of it all and expands it to be something. Your manager is going to beat me up because I'm told that you need to rush to a meeting. But before you do that, I need uh, one final word from you to young listeners like ourselves who are age group, who want to start businesses and run successful businesses. What would you say to them? Yeah, I'd say... Uh, don't ever want to subcontract sacrifice. Okay. And when you start, be prepared that it's going to be hard and it's going to be painful. The preparation of the mind for that will actually allow you to focus your mind on the on destiny rather than the journey because you've already prepared your mind for for what the journey has in store. So always prepare your mind. A lot of businesses, small businesses that die, mm -hmm. it's because people told themselves that the journey will not be hard. They had this wow picture, but they didn't want to uh, support the wow picture with the storms. Now, when the storms come, they come to a person who is emotionally and mentally unprepared for the storms. The Storms end up killing their dreams and they end up not surviving. So I'd say that always be prepared for the storms of the journey because your preparation for the storms of the journey will allow you to understand that the destiny and where you are going is beyond the storms. <laughs> I'm a fan. How do I follow you on social media? <laughs> Um, uh, so I'm on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm Gela Kivit. My surname spelled K-I-V-I-E-T. Uh, I'm on, uh, I've got a website, www.yamgelakivit.co.za. I'm on Facebook, uh, Yamgela Kivit. I'm on Twitter at Yamgela Kivit. And yeah, then, uh, there is my office, which is 011, uh, 011, sorry. Yeah, well, they, they, oh, I, I think the number they'll find through through the website, the social yeah. media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for coming through to the Youth Leadership Platform, and we hope nothing but the best um, will come from your journey, and we'll keep following uh, your steps and and looking at where you're going and what you are doing, thank and you hopefully so. we can we can touch uh, base as well on a roundtable discussion and, and discuss more of, of, of these principles on a day that you don't have a tight uh, time schedule. schedule like today. No problem. <laughs> thank you so much for awesome. having me. It's that simply Bongani. Uh, the conversation continues after this. This is CliffCentral.com.
Freddy was lying in his hammock under a beautiful green canopy of trees. The sun gently filtered through the leaves. He felt warm and comfortable. He enjoyed the serene lighting of the sun that bounced around on the bark that coated the tree trunks. Freddy had just returned from a journey that took him around the world. He traveled to Africa, Asia, the Middle East, um, America, South America, and many other places, both remote and highly populated. He had met many people and observed many different cultures. Lying in his hammock, Freddy started thinking about his journey. His mood changed and he became upset and bothered. He was extremely concerned. The war the suffering of people mentally, emotionally and physically and the division he saw amongst the people of the world bothered him. The concern showed on his face, his brow and forehead um, scrunched. Professor Honey was flying by, gathering sweet nectar from, for his hive from the flowers surrounding Freddy's hammock. Professor Honey was an old friend of Freddy's, the inhabitants of the magical rainforest knew him to be very wise. He noticed that something was bothering Freddy, so he flew up to him and asked, What is the matter, Freddy? Freddy told Professor Honey all about this journey and the sorrows around the world. Professor Honey, Freddy said, Freddy, um, said Freddy, how can I make a difference and help bring the world into a more peaceful, loving space where all people can thrive? I was waiting for the day you would ask, Professor Honey answered. Welcome back to the Youth Leadership Platform. You are still with your host, Bongani Tao. And for this part of the conversation, we are talking all things um, revealing Freddy with uh, an author sitting across from me. And by way of introduction, Brent um, Feinberg is an integrative healer and best-selling author born in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, he is a triple um Reiki master, uh, Reiki master Usoe. I'm, I'm probably butchering a lot of these words, but, um, I guess he, that's why he's here to make sure I do the right thing. Um, Reiki master, um, um, Karuna, Reiki master, um, Litarian. He started his training at the age of 13 years, knowing that this was his natural gift to bring to the world. Brent is a certified body talk practitioner and a qualified yoga teacher. And he joined, he joins us on the youth leadership platform. Let's make sure his mic is connected and welcome to the youth leadership platform, Freddie. Um, listen, <laughs> Brent, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Great. Thank you for having me on the show, Mongani. Awesome to be with you. So uh, I just read an, an, an excerpt from, um, one of your latest of, um, a tree of books. Uh, which is revealing Freddie the light within. Now, looking at your background and what you studied, um, before we get into that conversation, I guess we'd like to get to know Brent. Where did you grow up? Um, and, and what, uh, you know, what was the, the environment like, uh, where you grew up and, and just other things that, that are related to your background? So I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, I was exposed to some phenomenal people because of my mother's work and her journey. I met Nelson Mandela a few times. Wow. Um, Nati Biko, Steve Biko's son, was a good family friend of ours. So my exposure to some of South Africa's heroes was 
was very profound and had a strong influence in my life. And mm. looking back, definitely shaped what I wanted to do in the world and who I've grown into as a person today. By 13 years of age, you, you were already doing things that <laughs> would startle a, a, a lot of people. What, what are some of the influences that you had around you that, you know, uh, pushed you in the direction that you, you know, started at the age of 13 to move into? I actually, I was going through a really difficult time at that point in my life. My parents were getting divorced. And I went to a woman who was a Reiki practitioner mm -hmm. and she was running a course and it just really piqued my interest. Um, it was fascinating and nothing that I'd experienced before. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it'd be something great to get involved in at that point. Mm. And it really enriched my life and helped me through that period. And what are some of the principles that you learned at that point in time in your life and how did they help you um, um, go through the challenges that were around you? Well, I think it's all a process of helping oneself or others to to move blocked emotions or blocked mental um, capacities so that you can just live to be your most joyous, happy, and healthy self. Mm, mm. Um, so there are many ways to do that. Sure. And I've explored as many as I can, um, and I'm continually looking for the best way to do that for myself and others. Sure. Take us through some of your work. Uh, what, do you, what do you do on a daily as a certified uh, body talk uh, pr practitioner amongst um, other things that you do, like um, teaching yoga? So... What I used to do and what I do now uh, is quite different. Okay. Currently, um, all around the series of books that I've written, I run workshops in corporates and do teacher trainings for schools. Um, it started off with the first book, Freeing Freddy, The Dreamweaver. Sure. Sure. And that's all about how one can let go of fear in their life to move forward to create the life of their dreams. Hmm. Um, and releasing this new book, Revealing Freddy, will be developing... Um, the same kind of workshops, just with new material, new lessons. So let, let, let's start with uh, freeing Freddie. What, what are some of the key concepts um, that you are distilling in, in that are that are distilled in in that book alone? So there are a few main points. The first sure. one is fear. Okay. Our fear is normal. We all have fear in our lives. We all live with it, but we can let go of it. Hmm. But first, we need to pinpoint it okay. um, in order to let it go. Um, and fear is an illusion. It's sitting in our minds and bodies. Interesting. But it traps us like a web. Sure, sure. The next thing is intention. If you want to create the life of your dreams, you need to be very aware of your intentions, your silent will. What do you want the outcome of your actions to be? Hmm. If you're just behaving and acting in the world without a specific intention, then you're not going to head towards your um, your own direction, sure, to your sure. dreams, to your goals. Um, whether your goal may be just to be joyous or happy or have positive relationships mm -hmm. or whether it's to have a very successful career in a certain industry. Um, so intentions are very powerful and we all have intentions. We're just not aware of what they are. So when we can choose our intentions with specific awareness, sure. then we can really put our life on a much more guided track. Hmm. 
Very interesting. Before writing the books, what, what led to this aha moment that now the direction of my life needs to, you know, move <laughs> this way and, and this is what I'm going to do? Yeah. So I always dreamed of writing a book. I okay. thought it would be a bit thicker, more serious, <laughs> less illustrations. Sure. Sure. Um, but I was in Bali doing my yoga teacher training and I was meditating and I just started getting ideas, um, of, um, inspirational ideas. Mm -hmm. And the first thing is I thought to myself, I'm going to write a children's book that will raise awareness and funds for the Tomorrow Trust, an organization that does education for orphans and vulnerable children. Mm -hmm. And the book started and people was received so well. And I really wanted to integrate the lessons into the reader. So we did a workbook for teenagers and adults, as well as an activity book for younger kids to connect with the characters and really drive home the lessons from the book. So that's how the first three books started out. Interesting. Um, and then naturally, I felt like a second one would be good at some point. Sure, sure. Um, and had to wait for inspiration to come. Sure. Um, at that point in my life, I just noticed everywhere I went, bees were flying around me. <laughs> I was like, this means something. I don't know. If it doesn't mean something, I'm going to like draw on it for sure. inspiration. Sure. And I researched what the consciousness of bees meant. Hmm. And it was all about unity, the hive, respect, um, bonding, coming together. Um, and that was the premise for this book, Unity Consciousness, and how we can all work together to create a stronger hive, a stronger world. You know, before we get into Revealing Freddy, which I think, you know, teaches a lot of powerful uh, concepts and principles in, in, in ways that a, a little child can understand. And I, one of the most esteemed men that I respect said, if you can do that and take a complex intellectual um, um, subject and distill it that a little child can understand. You really understand it yourself and you are an intellectual because it's, it's not very easy to, you know, deconstruct all these, uh, big ideas. So, so kudos for, for, for being able to, to, to do that because I learned a lot. Uh, I, I gave a, a speech on Saturday at price giving and I was able to distill a lot of the principles and, and I saw the kind of reaction that I got from, from the children that they were, they're were, they hungry for such information. But in the fourth industrial revolution, all of this information is cluttered and, and, and it's presented in a way that, you know, it's not very easy to, to be digested. So thinking about the concept of writing children's books, but doing workshops in, in, in corporates, you know, how, how, how do you reconcile the two? So the messages in the stories are universal. Sure. They for everyone, no matter what culture, race, religion, no matter what your age, there's something for everyone in the stories. And that mm -hmm. was like a big reason I wrote the books, as well as I saw a big disconnect between parents and children yes. today. Yes. Kids with their face stuck in the iPad um, and parents not able to not know what's going on mm -hmm. what is their what are their emotions sure what's going on in their mind and just by reading the story it's amazing the conversation it sparks that you can have and we've just seen people willing to 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 express themselves children to to tell parents to tell their teachers what their fears are because mm. we normalize it mm. um so 
the stories are such a wonderful platform for people to just know themselves better. Mm, mm, mm. That's 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 very interesting and very powerful as well. In and and you know, looking at how leadership should operate, really, it should be a platform where people that are more capable of you know instituting change serve you know the rest of the public but we we find ourselves in a in a country such as this where the people at the top only care about what happens at the top and 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 for themselves with all the greed and pride and and ego coming into play what are some of the testimonials um um that you've had from you know selling the 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 the, the books and and the kind of conversations that have come off of them some of the change as well that has um, come off the back of it? I think always the most special ones. I mean, every time we do a workshop from adults, we get such incredible feedback of how it helps people let go of like things they've been holding on to in the past, helps them to focus their lives to what's more meaningful to them. But I always love when a parent sends us a picture of their child holding the book and tells us that their kid goes to sleep with the book every night wow. and wants to talk about Freddy or Mr. Cotton or the characters and it becomes a living part of their reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those, those are always very special to me. It's, it, and it's quite interesting as well how you are able to weave those conversations into very interesting um, characters and interesting conversations between the characters. Who would you say helped you form this creative or rather develop you know this your your creativity you know it's something i don't know if i ever actively tried to develop i okay. never i never studied writing or english but i did have a english teacher in grade 11 and matric sure and she was just fantastic um she inspired me and i remember reading poetry with her and she was just such a lovely person okay. and it made me feel comfortable to to approach the topic and i remember then really developing a a passion and love for words okay and how you can um say so much just by using a different word yes. and your word selection is very important interesting cuz <laughs> again in 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 today's world there's there's so much said with with a lot of words that <laughs> no one really cares about but the simplicity has found its way out of you know everyday conversations and that's why the communication as well has been disrupted because no one is listening to anyone really in in revealing freddy you 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 touch on a, on a couple of concepts that i want us to um get into firstly freddy is is um, I'd, I'd say kind of depressed from observing, you know, the calamity um, and everything basically that's happening in the world that's very negative, all the negativity that's going on around the world. So he meets um, Professor Honey, who then teaches him um, a number of principles. Take us through that. Yes, yeah, so Freddie's the central character of the story. Mm -hmm. um, he's a young boy and he represents everyone. Sure. Um, Freddie could be he could be you sure or me or my mom or my sister really sure um if i could have made him a little girl too i would have <laughs> in the new book there's going to be freddie and a little girl so oh, okay that solves that that's interesting um, which is exciting sure um and 
Freddie meets Professor Honey, and sure. Professor Honey is there as the voice of reason, of wisdom, uh, of experience, and he takes Freddie on a magical journey um, to teach him that he has so much power within himself that he has the ability to change the world. Mm. He has the resources all within himself, and that's one of the central messages of the story. Mm. So he's he's given, um, so he's shown that he has light within him, and then I think um, the the second principle was uh, the power of moving as a unit, um, which Professor Honey takes him to 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 the hive and shows him, you know, look at the colony, you know. Every person does a different job, but collectively, all those different jobs done well contribute to a larger, better society. I was having a conversation with uh, Dr. Bowe uh, just now, who just left, who, who said, you know, some of the problems that we have as a country are because people do not, are not taught um, character. So... A large emphasis is, is, is placed on intellectual property. Go get a degree. Go get this kind of education that when they have that education and they're put in a, pos- in a position where they need to serve other people because they lack character, you know, they, they can't execute that um, well. They understand how everything functions. But from a character perspective, you know, they, they, they're not taught. So, so Freddie, in, in, in this instance, is, is, is taught a valuable principle about how when everyone does their part well, you know, it contributes to, to the larger society. And I think um, the last one was moving or effecting change as a, as a collective where he's given the candle and he lights other candles. And when all the candles are lit, the, the whole village is, 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 is lit up. What are, what are key principles um, that we can uh, then gain from that and, you know, better our society? Yeah, so I think there are a lot of good people out there. Sure. And that do want to affect a positive change. Sure. And that's what this part of the story is addressing. Um, but it talks about you need to light your own light before you can go out there and light the light of others. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So in order to affect great change in the world, you need to become as powerful as you can be. Hmm. You need to become as kind, as compassionate, as joyful, as centered, as peaceful as you can within yourself. Hmm. Know your gifts, know your own strengths, and then go out and help people. Because if you're not empowered yourself, you can have all the willingness to help others. Yes. But you won't have the ability to do so. If you don't, if you're not standing on higher ground, you can't lift anyone up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, which puts a premium on on what you do as a as a yoga teacher and and, and a body talk uh, practitioner because a, a large part of what you do is literally helping people to get within themselves and realize the light within themselves and empower themselves from within. What what are what are some of the things that or you know key concepts that you teach? Um, your students that, that, that come in to say, if you can be able to master this or do this better, you can become a better person. I definitely think when it comes to yoga and meditation, it's a daily practice. Mm-hmm. If you want to transform yourself, it has to be something that you're doing on a daily basis that you integrate fully into your life. Mm. Um, if your self-development is one of the most important things to you, mm-hmm. 
then it needs to be something that's not dabbled in. You can't just like <laughs> touch on it here yes. and there. Yes. Um, but if you do these practices daily, um, and there are specific things that people can do. Mm-hmm. Um, like? Well, there are two things that I send most of like friends and clients to, and the one is transcendental meditation. Okay. And the other Take one. Take us to that. I'll ta- let me circle back. And okay. the other one's called inner engineering. Okay. And both these are very well established and ancient meditation practices. Mm-hmm. And you can pretty much guarantee if someone does it every day as it's, as it's taught on the course, sure. you will be happier and healthier. I can mm-hmm. almost guarantee it. But it just takes a bit of discipline. Sure, sure. Yeah. Or perhaps a lot of discipline. <laughs> yeah. It depends, it depends who you're speaking to. Sure. So if you were to break those down simply for, for, for us and briefly, um, how would you describe the two? So what transcendental meditation does, it takes your mind from active waking consciousness and takes it down to the field of pure consciousness, pure mm. silence, stillness. Mm. Um, Everybody knows the, th- the three first states of consciousness, waking, sleeping, and dreaming. Hmm. They're very distinct. They're quite different. Sure. Um, and then there's the fourth state of consciousness, this transcendental. And what happens is the mind is more alert than in, in waking consciousness, but the body is more restful than in sleeping. Hmm. So what happens is in a very short amount of time, the body releases loads of stress and like pent-up emotions, hmm. and you become very relaxed and very peaceful. And when there's most diseases in the world today are caused by stress, right? Yes. So when you're releasing stress incrementally every day like this, um, naturally you'll be healthier. You're buying back life as well. Yeah, I bet. Um, but they're like, there's so much research, there's so many scientific studies that people who practice this for 20, 30, 40 years um, their organs are much younger hmm. um, on the index. Interesting. And the second one? And the second one is called inner engineering. And it's not as effortless as transcendental meditation, um, but the, it's, it's a powerful yogic practice using breathing techniques and, and yogic postures sitting in certain ways um, that anyone can learn. And it's a methodology for life. Um, how you can choose your own emotions, how you want your emotions to be. Do you want to be loving? How do you want your mind to be? Do you mm-hmm. want it to be joyful? Because um, these are the height of, of, of the emotions and the mind. Interesting. Um, so it's a way of approaching the mind and body in a way that you can reach your, your highest potential. Uh, I listen to a lot of uh, Joe Dispenza and um, a lot of what he, he talks about is how because as soon as we wake up, we're already living in the past that we are still enforcing the memories, which are neurons that fired up in a certain way, connected and released a, a certain chemical that affected a certain emotion. We keep living in those cycles every single morning that already our brain can predict what's going to happen. In, 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 in the future. So from, from a, a leadership standpoint, if I am a leader in an organization, right, and I want to break free from that so that I can become a better leader, because obviously if I'm self-empowered, we just spoke that I can be able to empower others. How do I break 
away then from this web? How do I free my inner Freddy? So in our workshops, I've developed a fear release technique, which is a visualization process. Um, it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people were looking to do that, they could contact us. Um, we have a website, which is with lovefromfreddy.com. Okay. And I'd be more than happy to discuss that with anyone. As well as um, in the books, there are many visualizations for people to go in and see their dreams, to go within and begin to know what their gifts are that they can bring to the world. Sure. So with the stories come a workbook and an activity book. Okay. The workbook is for teenagers and adults. Yes. And the activity book is for younger children. And the messages and the lessons that are in the book are are given actual tools for people to integrate into their lives in the workbook and activity book. So we're not, we're not just having these intellectual, powerful conversations, but there's practicality to it to say, actually, let's move from just having a conversation about this as grandiose as it may sound to actually doing something about it. Yes, exactly. Um, as wonderful as the concepts are, I don't want them to just be a philosophy. I want them to be something that people can actually implement into their lives mm. and um, start to to transform their lives with. I'm, I'm, I'm often mind that 70% of the sales of the book go to the Tomorrow Trust, which you alluded to earlier on. What, what informed that decision? So I've worked closely with the Tomorrow Trust since its inception and for me, a big part of creating the life that I want is helping others create the life that they want. Hmm. If by helping others realize their dreams, I realize my own. Um, we live in a connected environment. And if other people are struggling around me, then I'm struggling too. Hmm. Um, so I think if if we all have that perception, then... We can all help in our own way. Sure. And so for me, this was just a good opportunity to raise awareness and funds for what I think is a very valuable cause. Interesting. Yeah, sitting here and having this conversation is like sitting at the foot of, of, of giants. I, I, I'm one person that I don't know why or how can, can read energies. And from where I am sitting... Um, I, I feel a lot recharged, um, you know, in, 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 in my inner sense of self. Um, and I feel to, to everyone that's, that has been listening to, to, to this conversation that they should take active, um, decisions to make the world a better place. I think if you haven't done it with the book right now, sitting here, I can feel you doing it, um, with me. Having accomplished as much as, as you have up to this point, what gives you sleepless nights now? What, what, what's, what's, what's the goal now? Uh, I don't think every, anything gives me sleepless nights. <laughs> I, sleep, I sleep very well. Okay. Um, but the dream is an ongoing process. Okay. Um, dream for the stars and I might hit the ceiling. If sure. I don't dream at all, I'm not going to move. Of course. Um, but... I would love every child across the world to have a copy of Freeing Freddy, a copy of Revealing Freddy, um, and just for everyone to have joy within, mm. um, for everyone to have love within their hearts. Um, 
I wake up every morning with an affirmation. Sure. And that's today I'm going to create a loving world. Wow. Um, and that's what I want. Um, if everyone can relate to each other with compassion, with kindness, with love, um, we can achieve incredible things. Thank you so much for that. And you said all the information is on with love from Freddie.com. Yes. Before we let you go, what would, you, what would be your parting uh, message to every young person that's listening to the Youth Leadership Platform? That everyone has the potential within them, that everybody has light within them. And it's the journey within. It's what happens when you close your eyes and you look inside of you. That's where the power lies. Thank you so much. Uh, are you on, are you on any, on any social media yes, platforms? Yes. Um, okay. on Instagram with love from Freddie, as well as on Facebook. And the books are available through the Tomorrow Trust in South Africa. Okay. And what's, what's their website? Um, tomorrow.org.za. Tomorrow.org.za. And then your personal, um, social media accounts? Is with love from Freddie.com. Oh, okay. And with love from Freddie. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, for, uh, taking the time out and, and joining us on the youth leadership platform. It has been nothing but a pleasure to, to, to host you. And I, I feel the germs that you, you've dropped here are going to impact a lot of lives significantly and, and all the best with, um, the books and the change that you are effecting in the world. I see. You've, you've realized your light and, and you, you're letting it shine. Thank you, Bogani. It's been <laughs> such a pleasure to be with you today. And I really appreciate you having me on the show. Awesome. It's that simply, Bogani, across all social media platforms, you have a light within you. Um, do everything you can to find out what it is, what it looks like. And then do everything you can after that in all altruistic um, sense to go and serve and effect positive change because the world needs healing. There's a lot that's wrong with the world, but we can move to a better world. One person at a time doing whatever thou art, like we said, do well thy part. This is cliffcentral.com.